Welcome to Struggleberry Crunch, the best podcast to explore the flavor of your struggle. With your host, Teriana. Hey, welcome to Struggleberry Crunch. I'm your host, Teriana. And today we are going to ask ourselves, why am I single? But first, to set the vibe of this episode, here's a quote. Relationships won't heal you and being single won't kill you. Case Kenny. Some adults struggle with the idea of being single and others would rather join the military than be in a committed relationships. And trust me, I totally get it. Whichever side you are on, opening your heart can seem scary and or unnecessarily draining. But for me, singleness has never been easy. I had always been that person desperate for love or acceptance, at least until now. After repeated heartbreaks, especially recently, singleness is sounding pretty good right now. And don't get it twisted. I still would like to be in a healthy, loving relationship, but I'm not ready. In the words of Justin Davis from Who Can Relate, one of my favorite podcasts right now, you repeat what you don't repair. And trust me, I'm not trying to repeat. Now, I don't know why you are single, but I do know why I am single. In today's episode, I want to talk about my struggles with being single. I'll be open about why I'm single, the biggest lesson I've learned from my past failed relationships, and what is the current flavor of my struggle with singleness. Remember, the main purpose of this podcast is to embrace problems, find solutions, and take action. For real this time. So if it resonates with you, you know what to do. Now let's get into it. Why am I single? To answer that question, I had to pull out a sheet of paper, find a pencil, and bust out the bullet points. And when I was completely honest with myself, this is the list that I came up with. Bullet point one, codependency slash counterdependency. I put those two together because I'm a little bit of both. Bullet point two, trust issues. Bullet point three, boundaries. Bullet point four, feeling whole by myself. And bullet point five, balancing slash managing my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I know, right? This list could be either a liability or a liberating note to myself. But I call it progression over perfection. It's a start. And I definitely know that that's the reason that I got to this point. I didn't really start identifying these characteristics until I started reviewing my journal entries from therapy around a year ago. And I actually wanna share one with you just so you can see where my mind was at. So the title that I titled this journal entry is The Case of the X. I wrote, it's hard to leave things in the past 
but the past has shaped me into the woman I am today. It's helped heal me, it's helped me grow, and it's helped me evolve. But what if the past haunts you? I've been thinking about my exes for many years now. Red flag, that's just my side commentary. Some of them hurt me, some of them loved me, and some of them I can never forget, even if I tried. I've never been in a healthy, stable relationship, but I've always wanted to be. It is something I've always yearned for. I see men every day and I ask God, is that my husband? What about that one? And I always am quick to get a happy ending that may never even exist. This has made me rush into getting hurt over and over again. Having no boundaries or sense of self, which somehow makes me feel like I am to blame. However, it's time to move forward and embrace being single. I can truly shape myself into the woman I was meant to be. Then, when it comes, it comes. That was Wednesday, May 6, 2020. 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, (laughs) just to be exact. Journal entry done. This entry showed me the first sign of me receiving singleness as an opportunity and not an obstacle. You know, throughout my 20s, my early 20s, I'm in my late 20s now, but in my early 20s, I couldn't maintain a a relationship or let alone a stable relationship. I would always find myself in this cycle, meet a cute guy, establish no clear boundaries, allow the guy to make decisions for the both of us, and then end with lower self-esteem. And it led me to where I am now, which I'm happy about, but also feel saddened by as well. And it brings me to the next point of the lessons that I've learned through those experiences. And what I particularly wrote was the biggest lesson I learned from my failed relationships. And failure doesn't have to be negative all the time. It can be a positive experience if we allow it to let it transform us and allow us to grow. If we fail forward. Back in the day, I was failing behind. But now I'm more self-aware and intentional to fail forward. So just keep that in mind. Most of my relationships, I was seeing a lot of signs of codependency and just feeling like I needed to be with someone to make me feel better. I couldn't be alone with my own thoughts, feelings. Um, I didn't even have a personality, to be honest. I was so focused that when I meet someone, they're going to have the personality for the both of us and we'll just do everything that they want to do. Like if you think about the movie Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts, that's exactly how I felt. I've never been asked for my hand in marriage before, but I can see myself running from those situations or adapting to someone else's personality because I never took the time to learn about myself. And most recently, I call my most recent situationship, challenged me in ways that pushed me straight out of my comfort zone like never before 
And it became the catalyst for the real work that I did in therapy this past year or so. And I had been in therapy multiple times before, in and out, um, for the last probably 10 years. But this was life-changing, and it was just the beginning to my understanding. But be aware, this was probably one of the most toxic relationships I had ever chosen to be a part of. Um, It wasn't until I learned this concept, me, then you, then us. For example, if something is not right with me, it will affect you and eventually affect us. What does that mean? Me should always come first in terms of self-awareness and not pridefulness. And what I mean by that is that I hold the key to my own feelings, actions, and happiness. And I am responsible for communicating that to the person that I'm with. Communicating what's going on inside of me to the person outside of me. And I learned a lot of this from this book that was so life-changing to me. And the book is called Getting Love Right by Terrence T. Gorski. And I highly recommend, I've, I've recommended it to a lot of different people and most of them have bought it. It's a really great book um, about like relationship with yourself, other people, the levels of relationships and everything and how your childhood traumas plays into that. But going back to this, this particular guy, I never felt so bad for my own self for what I allowed myself to go through in that relationship Uh, The relationship was very messy. There was no clear boundaries. And I feel like there was too many signs for for me not to hold myself accountable to my part that I played in that relationship. But let me tell you a particular moment in that relationship. There are so many. I don't even know where to begin. But here's a particular story that I have. So one time, my past situationship Um, wanted me to come over and chill out with them. And mind you, this person had never taken me on a date or done anything with me to get me to get to know me deeper. And they would always tell me that, um, that they need, they, they have to stay home, um, quarantine everything. And they would use every excuse under the sun and I would respect what they said, but their actions never match their words. And I remember them telling me stories like re- at, during that time recently, they would be going on boats with their friends and like out and going to restaurants and stuff, but yet they wouldn't take me out because of the excuses they were giving me. So it was very interesting. Um, keep that in mind. So I go over to this person's house because I wanted to spend time with them. I'm just so infatuated with this person and how they make me feel and what I'm learning from them and what I'm learning about myself. And we were sitting on the couch together and he was looking at me and he said to me, I'm just thinking about like where I want to take you out to eat. And, you know, I was getting real excited in my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's finally coming around. Like this is him showing me that he he's taking this relationship more seriously and he actually wants a relationship. It's not going to be undefined anymore. Then he said to me, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah, I can, I'm kind of hungry. He's like, me too. He was like, you know, 
um, when I get paid, I can take you out. But for now, since you're hungry too, can you order us something to eat? And I was like, um, what? And I was just so confused. And I was like, is he for real right now? And I just kept contemplating. I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't want him to go hungry. So, but I don't, I don't want to waste. I'm struggling too. I don't want to spend some money right now. I'm trying to save and be strategic about how I spend. So I can only afford one meal and I guess he's going to get it. I know. Crazy, right? Choosing another person, you over me. Crazy. So I told him like, so, um, I'm just going to buy you the food because, I'm not trying to buy two meals. And he was like, I don't want to take, I don't want to take money from you. I don't want you to do that. And I was like, okay. So then listen to this part. He orders food for himself after asking me to buy him food. And then once the food gets there, he eats it in front of me and doesn't offer me any of it. And I just sit there. I couldn't believe it, but I still kept allowing myself. I kept being a part of it. I kept feeding whatever that was between us. And I just felt so empty. It was that moment that I went back to my therapist and I told her about the situation and what I was going through and we connected it to a possible childhood situation that I didn't heal from yet. And my therapist said to me, dysfunction cannot exist if you do not play your part within it. That was life-changing for me. Dysfunction cannot exist if you do not play your part within it. That was the relationship that jump-started this all for me. Me needs to be taken care of first so I can be there for you and ultimately be there for us. And you should know whenever my feelings, actions, happiness, emotions change or my wants and needs change, it's time to renegotiate the terms of this relationship. And I would never have known that unless I started investing in myself. Up until that point, I thought not being in a long-term relationship was the main reason for my unhappiness in my early adult life. And this eventually affected every relationship I encounter, platonic or not. It made me push away connection when I needed it the most. This led me to realize how I ended up single in in my now late 20s. Because I never thought the first part, me, was as important as you. So what is the flavor of my struggle with singleness now? I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a little bittersweet. Why? I'm kind of upset that it took me so long to put myself first and understand what I'm willing and not willing to put up with in my life. I'm learning discipline 
self-awareness, self-love, and just self in general is so important. Because if you're not good yourself, you can't help someone else. It has to go in that order. Me, then you, then us. And right now, I need to focus on the me. With that all being said, I've decided to be intentionally single for a while. Maybe even the rest of 2021. Hopefully, it'll help me shorten or maybe even heal the traits that are on that list that I shared with you earlier. I'm not ashamed of those traits like I used to be. I'm not judging myself for those traits, but I'm accepting that that's what the reality is right now. And I don't want to repeat what I haven't repaired. I'm done. I'm first. So why are you single? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Not talking to the you in the relationship formula, but I'm talking to you, the listener. Are you single on purpose or by accident? Is it for growth or is it for healing? I challenge you to ask yourself these questions and really explore whatever answer you give yourself. But please remember, as a young adult or any aged adult or anyone in general, the most important relationship is with yourself first. And if that isn't right, no relationship will be right. I look forward to learning from you and how you've healed from your own baggage or your own insecurities or whatever has hindered you from being healthy with yourself and with others if you have had that issue. Let's help each other embrace problems, find solutions, and take action for real this time. And that only comes from exploring the flavor of our struggle. Remember that. So whatever platform this is on, comment, like, subscribe, join the tribe of Struggleberries, and be a part of a safe community to love yourself first. And we'll be back with another episode soon. Until we meet again, Struggleberries, bye.